G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan. Ten years ago, a book was published that told the story of two young Iranian women who had found Jesus. But they then found themselves locked up in an Iranian prison for sharing their faith and distributing Bibles. The book was called Captive in Iran. And the story of these two young women and their faith courage and commitment to Christ inspired millions all around the world. It's a timeless story of faith and persecution that has been replayed throughout church history in countless places, spaces, and involving believers from every generation. So today, it's our great pleasure to welcome one of the women in this story who will tell us once again firsthand the story of her captivity in Iran. Mazier Amerizadeh, welcome. Thank you so much. Mazi, your story is very challenging to us here in the West, and I want you to tell again how you met Jesus and how you ended up in prison as a result of that. Yeah, I shared um, uh, briefly that uh, what happened, that I um, gave my heart to Jesus. It wasn't just somebody talked to me. It was... As a result of, you know, I was searching the truth um, because of the dreams and visions and, um, and many miracles happened. And, um, and finally, as I mentioned, uh, because of, um, you know, I, I was baptized by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it was the first time ever I met God and I uh, could have a close relationship uh, with him. And after that, um, since I was deeply in love with him, God allowed me to experience his love first through Jesus. That showed that Jesus um, died for us on the cross for our sins and also through my dream that I shared with you uh, through that white horse that God allowed me to experience his amazing love which really changed my whole life. And um, that's why I was so thirsty to uh, learn more about him. And in Iran, growing up in an Islamic country, it was very difficult. And um, there is no building church. There is, uh, you don't have access to, you know, Christianity books very much. So I left the country and it was in Turkey. I participated uh, in some theology leadership classes, um, and it was there that I met my best friend, Mariam Rosampur, and after finishing um, those classes, uh, we both decided to return to Iran and share our faith with our people, and um, we returned, and God gave us a vision to distribute uh, Bibles in Iran, because um, Iran, um, as I mentioned, we can't find Bibles in any bookstores. And, um, so hang on, let's God stop there, Marzi. Let's, let's stop there. So you found Jesus. You had this incredible encounter with God, which is just amazing. But then you've gone to another level. You've decided to not just keep it a secret and just have an incredible relationship with God, but you've decided to share your faith in a country that is not very friendly 
towards Christianity. Did, did that come through a vision as well, or you just had a desire burning in your heart? No, it wasn't a vision, um, Andrew. When you uh, meet God, when you experience His amazing love, nothing matters to you, and you are uh, in fire to uh, share your faith uh, with other people. I'm sure many Christians experience um, this relationship with Jesus. And um, imagine growing up in an Islamic country that's always teaching you about um, how cruel is God, how uh, how much he uh, wanted to punish you. In, under Islam, it's more about punishment. It's not about love. But when I experienced that amazing love of Jesus, uh, through visions, through dreams, through miracles, that really changed me. And after that, I was so passionate to share this, um, the truth with other people. So um, that's why my friend and I, when we returned to Iran, um, we wouldn't care about our life. Uh, what we cared was that to give this great message, the truth, to our people. Because the regime, the government doesn't allow Iranians to to find out the truth about Jesus. As I mentioned, there is no Bible in any bookstores. And God showed me through Bible that um, Iran is like a big desert. And he said, first, you need to scatter some seeds. Then I will grow all those seeds with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we trusted him when he gave me that vision uh, I trusted him that uh, it's all about him because he's a, a live God. He's not dead. And when you trust him, God can do amazing things through, through you. And my friend and I talked to our, our pastor who was in London, and they asked them the ministry to um, send thousands of Bibles to Iran. And it was difficult for them because they had to um, find illegal ways. They had to print all those Bibles. Uh, and we prayed for months. And finally, uh, through some connections, we would receive those Bibles. And we started, you know, um, uh, putting Bibles in the mailboxes during the night. And after almost three years, we were able to distribute 20,000 Bibles in Tehran and a few other cities. And, Incredible. Uh, Incre- so let's just stop there. 20,000 yeah. Bibles. You and your young friend are walking around Iran with backpacks, I believe, and you're just placing Bibles here, there, and everywhere, just sowing the seed of the gospel. Yeah, just because we trusted him. When I say nothing happened to us, it wasn't that nothing really happened. There were many times that we were so close to get arrested. I shared some of the stories in the book. Uh, people can read. Um, but uh, God wanted to strengthen our faith during um, uh, doing this uh, mission in Iran. And at the same time, we had two home churches at our home. We were also every day, whenever we went uh, outside doing our chores, we were talking to people and praying and asking God to show us the right person to speak, and then we would share our faith with them and giving them a Bible. And finally, as a result of all those activities, um, in 2009, we both got arrested. And so you, you've been arrested. And, and what happened next, Marzi? What, what was the next step in that process? Um, then, you know, when we got arrested, they sent us to um, a horrible place. It was a 
they call it Wozara uh, detention, but uh, honestly, uh, that was an underground dungeon. And they kept us for 14 days there. Uh, it was a very, um, um, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, it's difficult uh, in words to, to describe that place, but uh, we could not see the light and we had to, there was no fresh air and we had to sleep on cold concrete floor. We had to cover ourselves with wet blankets that were soaked in urine. And uh, we were witness to the beatings, uh, beatings of uh, prisoners. It was horrible to be in that place. They uh, insulted us from the beginning many times and they threw food at us and they forced us to body search uh, fully naked in front of their eyes. And they tried to humiliate um, prisoners, especially us because of our faith in different ways to break us. But at the beginning, honestly, we were just praying for our release. We didn't want to be even one more day in that place. Um, but after that, uh, we noticed that how many people are getting arrested coming to that place. And um, we felt that, that that's a great opportunity to share um, the message of salvation, message of love with these people. And um, honestly, that small place, that a horrible underground dungeon became like a church to us. And we would gather in one cell and we would uh, pray for people and they were thirsty to find uh, to understand Jesus, to uh, to know that God, how much God loves them. And in that small jail, uh, after 14 days, we were able to share our faith with uh, more than 70 women. And then after that, they transferred us to Evan Prison, uh, which is notorious for uh, torturing, raping, executing many uh, innocent women. Man, so it's hard for us in the West to even fathom that. So they have a prison in Iran, which is effectively an underground dungeon. You've got no windows, no natural light. They don't take you up out into the fresh air for an hour a day for exercise. You're literally just trapped in this underground dungeon. And and then suddenly you guys realize, wow, we can shine light here. And you start witnessing to those other prisoners. It's almost unbelievable, Marzi. Yeah, uh, those places, uh, honestly, no one can see those places. I, it was, uh, was that a detention? Was the place that Mahsa Amini, uh, I'm sure uh, people heard her story that she was beaten to death uh, because of not having a proper Islamic job. And as a result of that, a great big uh, movement, uh, women life movement uh, started. Uh, so uh, I know how uh, was like that place and how they treat people in that underground dungeon that uh, I'm sure they have many all around the country that they torture and beat people. Um, but uh, as I mentioned, they uh, after that, they sent us to Evan prison that uh, again, it's, um, uh, as I said, it's a it's notorious prison and it's very infamous, and uh, again, we were witness to many injustices, human rights violations. I was witness to execution of my cellmates. Um, they kept me, for example, to one cell, and after a few weeks, they executed uh, one of my cellmates, and it was shocking to me. And also, they executed my best friend, Shiran Alam Huli, uh, after years of being tortured horribly. And, um, Can I ask, what was her crime? That her... that friend of yours that was tortured and eventually executed, what was her crime against the state? 
she was a very um, beautiful Kurdish woman. She, uh, Kurdish uh, people do not have rights in Iran, and they, they don't have the right to speak their own language. And she was fighting against the regime, and uh, she was fighting for uh, women's rights. And she joined a, a group um, against the regime, and uh, she got arrested. And um, they, they keep many prisoners and they uh, charge them with political charges. Everyone who say anything against the regime, they charge them with spying or political charges in order to execute them, in order to silence them. And she, unfortunately, um, for a few years, she was in prison and she was tortured. When she described what they did to her, they uh, hit her head to the wall many times. As a result of that, she had severe headaches and uh, they brutally tortured her. And uh, they would uh, beaten her on their, uh, her feet and the, the skin was, uh, would um, uh, peel off. She described to us what happened to her. And finally, they executed her. And they are uh, not kidding. They sentenced Mariam and I to death too. They, um, we had many uh, courts, uh, trials, and they told us that if you insist on your faith, we are going to execute you and you should convert back to Islam. And I told them that um, I shared my story with them. Actually, I took that opportunity to share my faith with those cruel people as well. But I told them that this is why I gave my heart to Jesus. It wasn't like that um, uh, someone told me about Christianity or uh, I one day I woke up and I wanted to be a Christian. It's because of all those miracles, because of uh, I met him. I experienced his love in my life. That's why I gave my heart to Jesus. And I told them, go ahead and hang me. If, even if you cut each part of my body, you're not able to separate Jesus from me because this is so real to me. Um, but finally, um, praise God because of God's grace and many international pressures on the regime. And many Christian organizations have started advocating for us. Some of them protested in front of embassy in UK. Amnesty International got involved. Pope uh, from Vatican sent a letter to government. And um, as a result of all those international pressures, they had to release us. Otherwise, I wouldn't be alive like many Iranians who uh, were murdered by this regime. That's, it's, Mazi, your story is actually amazing. It's, it's so humbling um, what you've been through. And God obviously got you out of that prison. And, and like Joseph, you know, he was in a dungeon and, and God got him out because there was a reason. And obviously... God has a great plan for you and your friend that he got you out. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing your testimony of salvation. And it's encouragement for all of us in Australia to pray for those in Islamic countries, pray for salvation, pray that Jesus would reveal himself to people, that hearts would turn towards him. And if anyone wants to hear more of Marzi's story or connect more with what she is doing and what God is doing through her life now, she has a website. It's called Marzi's Journey, M-A-R-Z-I-S Journey.com. That's M-A-R-Z-I-S Journey.com. She's also written a new book called A Love Journey with God. But I encourage everyone to connect to Marzi via her website, buy her book, and be a part of what God is doing through her life. Marzi, thank you so much for sharing your story and for being such an inspiration to so many people all around the world. Thank you, Andrew. God bless you. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.